Hi everybody, this is John Morrow. Welcome to I Never Noticed. The journey continues and we continued the series about mind power, brain power, and about the intentional act of beginning to utilize your five senses to change the course and direction of your life. To move from a life that may be at this particular point somewhat toxic, if I could use the term, to a life that can become full of life, full of quality, full of beauty, full of good health, full of success. The list goes on and on. I want to begin, first of all, by just letting you know I am not a doctor. I am not a clinician. I have no degree in any of the things I'm talking about. What I am is an individual dealing with the experiential moments that grew out of my journey of Alzheimer's with my mother in learning about the human brain and learning about how the brain can become stronger to fight against not the, not just Alzheimer's and cognitive brain disorders, but fight against all kinds of physical maladies, even obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, an unhealthy lifestyle, unhealthy relationships. The truth is, our minds are affected by five senses. And those five senses are going to be discussed today to a degree, but we're going to stick with our lesson that we've been doing on the visual, because the visual really is a trigger mechanism and perhaps the one that we use the most in the course of our day-to-day -day living. All the others factor in with it, but sometimes what we see is what we get our first stimuli that causes us to have a reaction, to make a choice, and so forth and so on. Welcome, Mark Guy, my executive producer. Mark, today we're actually going to come up with some ideas based upon the following premise. I believe, and I realize it's a very broad statement, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that it's scientifically correct in its definition, but I believe that through observation, the use of our visual skills, mm -hmm. we have, I've taken it down to two very straightforward, simple categories. There is the visual, emotional examination, of something and the visual intellectual examination of something or the visual cognitive examination of something. It's, it's a case of what do these stimuli do to us emotionally, intellectually? Do they do them individually or do they, can they do them collectively? Further, what effect could they have both consciously and in many cases unconsciously? Because everything that our eyes take in in the course of a day, as I have described previously, is the windshield effect. You have a focal point and then you have the periphery that surrounds that focal point. Everything that is in that field of vision is being stored in the brain, whether it's being stored through a conscious, intentional process, mm -hmm. or through a totally unconscious, or if you prefer, subconscious intent. Mm -hmm. And today, Mark, with your help, I want to talk about a phrase that Zig Ziglar said, but I want to also add to it a subsequent phrase. Zig Ziglar is famous for the statement, garbage in, garbage out. And garbage in, garbage out is a fact. You see the consequences of people who take in negative images and negative stimuli. They become what they allow their senses to absorb the most. Jim Rohn said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. 
Well, if the five people outside, let's say, of your spouse that you spend the most time with are not individuals that provide any beneficial properties to you, they are negative, they are toxic, dare I say they're almost malignant, the issue is how do you change that? And also, too, how do you negate the damage done by that? Well, I had said in a Facebook Live post last week that part of habitual conditioning is that if you eliminate a negative, you must replace it with a positive. You can't leave a vacuum there because if the vacuum is left unfilled with something beneficial, you will eventually gravitate back to the old habit. Plus, in doing the right thing, you have to do it consistently for a specific period of time absolutely insist on doing it intentionally, and eventually it becomes positively habitual. No longer is the concept of the negative thing any part of your thought process. You have now retrained your mind with a new, better habit. John, is there a specific example you can help us, um, you can share to help us understand this? I'm going to use the very simple one, the soda situation. Are you talking about uh, Coca-Cola? Okay. Okay. Coca-Cola is probably, in my life I grew up drinking Coca-Cola because I grew up up in southeast Tennessee in Chattanooga. And Chattanooga was where the first Coca-Cola bottling plant was built. Now, Coca-Cola was founded and discovered by a pharmacist in Atlanta, Georgia. And the corporate headquarters, the worldwide headquarters of Coca-Cola, is still based in Atlanta. But Chattanooga had Coca-Cola in a bottle, Mm -hmm. and I grew up drinking Coke. The thing about it is, is that Coke was a go-to drink for me, and it had a lot of things in it. You've talked about the dopamine effect when you were talking about a Doritos commercial where they had created a formula in the flavoring of Doritos Mm -hmm. that created an almost addictive power. Well, anything that really, really tastes good, at least in your mind, over time, you become somewhat addicted to it. It's a go-to. It's the same with certain kinds of candies, certain types of snacks. There's a plethora of stuff out there that we consume. There's also a plethora of stuff that we see or that we listen to. Uh, Let's be honest. If you're watching negative images, you're going to have a negative perception of life over time because your brain is conditioned to the negative. If you listen to negative words and everything, over a period of time, you're going to gravitate to negative conversation. Do you, do you think that we as uh, humans underestimate or we uh, underestimate the effect of negative images on our life? What I mean is saying, okay, uh, you may say to yourself, you know what, I will not be affected. I am uh, straight and narrow. I am focused. Uh, do you think we are fooling ourselves? I don't, I'm going to answer both. I do believe that uh, we actually do not... You, my phrase is, I never noticed. Mm-hmm. I never noticed what this was doing to me, what this was doing to damage me, what this was doing to make me miss things, what this was doing to affect my ability to improve, to have better quality of life, to grow and become more effective in the relationships with people. At the same time, too, I don't want to make the mistake of saying that all I have to do is simply snap my finger and this change is going to take place. This change must be something that we do conditionally, intentionally, every single day until it becomes habitual. Mm, Okay, so if I understand you correctly, you started with the um, example of soda, Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola. 
So, I don't drink soda anymore. Okay. So, and what did it take for you not to do that? I mean, com- what, what, can you tell us the experience? A combination of education, mm-hmm. understanding, plus the fact that I have potential for metabolic syndrome. I have type 2 diabetes, not injection diabetes with, with uh, insulin, but I have to take metformin. The reason why is because I have abused my system metabolically through the ingestion of excessive amounts of sugar and sodas, colas, any kind of soft drink that utilizes sugar is very much a attack upon my pancreas and upon my insulin system and upon my entire metabolic condition. So there was a combination of, you know, if I don't do this, I could spend my life like a friend of mine who has to give themselves three, four injections a day simply because they can't resist sugar. And now their insulin is completely and totally out of control and they have to regulate it through injections. And that's an expensive medical. You You think it costs a lot of money to drink Coke? What it costs for you to take insulin injections is staggering. Right. Now, that being said, there were other factors involved in it, too. It was a question of being obese. I was overweight. And being overweight, I needed to change that dynamic because overweight creates my high blood pressure, hypertension. It also increases my cholesterol content, and it increases my potential for heart disease. These are all things which are important to me. Now, when you consider those factors, you look at the facts, you have to make a conscious, intentional decision. Am I going to continue to bombard my body with these negatives, or am I going to be intentional in making choices, better choices in what I consume, what I drink, what I watch, what I listen to, and all of that? So it took an intellectual choice to make it, but I had to have an emotional connection to it too because I had to see it as a question of quality of life, almost life or death, and being around people and watching them suffer and even watching certain programming on TV that shows the consequences of these behaviors and the morbid obesity and the terrible, difficult lives that people live in. And then even within my own family, sadly, there are people that seem so negative all the time, and I wonder to myself, Why are they never happy about anything? And it occurred to me, they have become what they have conditioned themselves to believe. They have created this self-sustaining negative environment. So they gravitate to negative conversations. They gravitate to negative images. They gravitate to these negative feelings. They can, in fact, gravitate to negative foods. And the body will respond in kind. The brain is powerful. And whether it's a real illness or a psychosomatic illness, Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is mind power Mm -hmm. is a terrible thing to waste if it's used to destroy you. Wow, John, I am blown away by this uh, reasoning. One thing I want to add to this uh, mix is that do you think... When you said, okay, this is intentional and your, you know, your body deteriorates because you have mentioned um, negativity, uh, intake, uh, images, stimuli, emotions, stimuli, and also uh, 
food that is bad for you, right? Well, there's so many things. There's so many things, right? So would you then categorize this as a circle of negativity, mm-hmm. like a circle, mm-hmm. like a self-perpetuating? So, and then, and I have drawn this little map right mm-hmm. here, circle of negativity. One thing I want to mention is I've been thinking about this a lot, John. Is that life is so darn short, mm-hmm. right? So short, and you know you have this life, right? You're you're given the gift of life, right? And it's up to you. How do you want to do this life? Do you want to be honest? Do you want to be a cheat? Do you want to be a liar? Do you want to be a man of a woman of integrity? Do you want to be a husband, uh, a father? Who do you want to be? How do you want to live your life, right? How will you take care of this life? What kind of legacy will you leave? Mm-hmm. Do you do you understand what I'm trying to say? I understand completely. And the reason I'm I'm, I'm talking about this is there's not going to be no Calvary, right? Rescuing you. You have to make a decision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you probably know this man, Larry Winget. Uh, he he said, "You broke because you want to be," or uh, "This is because you own damn fault." And he uses this type of language to wake people up. Well, you have to because you see, if you don't jar yourself into the reality of who you are, what you are, and how you live. You're never going to be able to stop the self-perpetuating process of deterioration. We are what we eat. We are what we see. We are what we uh, watch, listen. uh, We are what we touch, feel. Our senses are everything to us. And the five senses, starting with visual, are extremely important. I wanted to touch on visual images for a few moments here with your help while we have just a a handful of minutes left. I want, for example, for you to offer me some both negative stimuli that a lot of people deal with and then think of some positive stimuli that we can use to replace that negative stimuli. Please understand, stopping the negativity requires replacing it with a positive. You cannot Walk away from something negative without finding a replacement for it. Otherwise, you've created a vacuum, and we, by our nature, will go back to what we did before because we didn't fill the void with a positive, affirming behavior. Okay. Um, So you'd like me to offer? I want to hear some from you because... You have your own idea, plus the people out there listening hopefully have some ideas in their mind as well. Maybe we can prompt them to think and start a list of what they can get rid of and how they can get rid of it. Okay. Um, I would say that if you are drawn to negativity, um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a part of human condition. It's a part of human condition because maybe you, you uh, vicariously need negative images. Maybe you're looking at a... Uh, TV, television, drama show, right? That mm-hmm. that they have violence, maybe they have manipulation, maybe they have something that is dark, that shows the dark nature of human uh, condition, right? Uh, however, there's a price to pay. Because when you're watching the TV, you are engrossed in the experience. Mm-hmm. And you're at the mercy of the creators of the show, of the producers of the show. And they may slip in some things that are very negative that you did not want. You may want it to experience vicariously the story, understand it. It's not like a book. The book you can put down and not read it or skip it. But TV, it may come at you as a shock, as a sensational value. Mm-hmm. So there's TV shows that I used to watch that I don't watch them anymore because of that unpredictability factor Mm -hmm. that the producers slip in some of the negative uh, scenes and and negative that I don't want to see, that I don't want to see and even encounter. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Would you say that images 
and what we allow ourselves to be exposed to intentionally mm-hmm. uh, are probably one of the most powerful forces that we confront. Absolutely. And I, I believe that guard your <laughs> your thoughts, right? Guard, guard, guard your um, intake, what mm-hmm. you do, because it's so important. And what can you do instead? Um, I believe in... You were telling me a story about a lady that recently passed away. And I found it very compelling mm-hmm. what it was said in her obituary regarding an aesthetic that I, is so beautiful. Would you share that with us? Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. I have come to know and had a privilege to know um, a very special individual that um, we have come across, a path have crossed in our writing uh, in, fl- in our writing circles. She attended classes that I also attended. They were designed for people who write write short stories, speeches, and I have known her for maybe three or four, maybe five years. She was very kind and very uh, observant and very insightful. She has lost a battle uh, with a major disease, and she passed recently. Mm -hmm. And I have come across her obituary, and at the end of her life synopsis and her travels, at the very end, um, I think maybe it was the children who wrote it or maybe a caretakers, they said, in lieu of flowers, please go to this Bach Tower Garden and spend time with loved ones. Let me step in right here and tell everybody that is listening, because many of you are not from this part of Florida mm-hmm. or even from the state of Florida, and you may not have experienced. There is a place in Lake Wells, Florida, here in the county that we live in here in central Florida, called Bach Tower Gardens. Right. And, of course, it's most famous for this tall, beautiful, pristine tower and there is a carillion in it, and it plays beautiful music, but don't let the tower be the central focus of everything the because the entire area is a pristine, beautiful uh, botanical garden with hills. It's in the highlands of this county. It is an, an astonishingly beautiful motif to be in and to experience. It, it's one of those uh, destination yes. uh, places that draws public from all over the world, mm-hmm. all over the nation. When people are traveling to Disney World, if they are doing research and aware, they will make a trip which will t- take them another 45, 50 minutes from Disney to travel to Lake Wales, to Bakhtau Gardens, mm-hmm. and spend an afternoon. It's very affordable. Uh, you can take a family, you can have a picnic. It's very picturesque. There's a lot of benches. There's a lot of shade. There's a lot of walking path. There's a children's garden. There's a um, uh, farm. T- <laughs> there's not farm, t- but the uh, plant-based uh, restaurant there. Exactly. I mean, it truly is one of those destination places that once you attend once, you immediately want to go back. Exactly. You you will be thinking the pictures that you will take will be treasured. The in images your family. will also be very positive and powerful in the mind. There's a stimuli. That's, that's a stimuli. I mean, you can take your loved ones and make a date. You can make an annual tradition. Uh, you can, instead of watching TV and, and mm-hmm. getting depressed or being affected by negative images and ideas and scenes, take your family and you, or take yourself to the Bakhtau Garden. Take yourself, take your friends and spend an afternoon. I... I will guarantee you that you will feel better. Oh, yeah. I you will feel better just even if you take a few minutes to understand the beauty of that is, that is, that is offered. Florida during summer is very hot. 
but some by, by some kind of miracle you walk into the Bakhtao gardens and this uh, this barrier of leaves and hills protects you from that heat mm-hmm. and there's this uh, very very refreshing breeze and wind that you find the shady spot and you can actually bearable you can spend a few hours there mm, isn't yeah, that i mean that's that's a miracle that in itself is is worth the experience just to do that for a couple three hours even in a situation like that if not longer here's my challenge this is what i'm going to throw out in lieu of our next get together because we're out of time and i'm going to put you on this one i'm also going to join you this is the project for the next time that we get together I want you to sit down, I want you to intentionally, and I'm speaking to all of you out there, I want you to intentionally sit down and I want you to make a list. Now, it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be fun, but you can turn it into a positive. You need to begin to analyze your day-to-day life and the images that you allow yourself to be exposed to. Let's talk in terms of those visual images. Let's talk in terms of those things which negatively impact your emotions. Now, turn it around, and on the opposite side of the page, write down things which positively affect your emotion. And I want to talk about this emotional examination process from both a negative perspective and a positive perspective, and I want to share some of these ideas, these recommendations, these stimuli that you want to eliminate as opposed to those stimuli that you want to begin to emulate. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, I'm going to give you some formulary to how to start changing your outlook on life. And we need to do it sense by sense. Mm -hmm. Please understand that your senses, all five of them, are factored in many cases with visual. But visual seems to be the most active and powerful so we need to start with that and if you will do that when we come back together on our next session we'll actually start comparing some notes and review the list and share that list with you and then you too through hearing the list can share back with us your thoughts as well and we can continue i am out of time you can follow me subscribe on soundcloud and the itunes store You can also catch me on Facebook as well as LinkedIn because I do publish these podcasts Mm -hmm. and I want you to be a part of the solutions in helping people create a better quality of life and a better quality of thinking with the power that is already present in your mind. Hopefully an awakening. Mm -hmm. It's an epiphany. John Morrow here. Thank you, Mark Guy, for all the great input and help in this matter. We will get together again at this time, next time around, actually. Uh, But until then, on behalf of Mark Guy, as well as all of the people that are part of the tribe, thank you so much for joining me on I Never Noticed. This is John Morrow saying, have a great day.